Welcome to the Mount Carmel Podcast. Today we hear a sermon from Pastor DJ Lura. DJ is a pastor at Atonement Lutheran Church in Fargo, Minnesota, and he joined us for family camp in 2022. The Lord be with you. The good news of our Lord Jesus Christ is from uh, the first letter of St. Peter, chapter 10, the 24th verse. Now Jesus, he himself, bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. This is the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Who doesn't love a winner? Huh? How many of you have been following the Stanley Cup? Who, who's the big winner in the Stanley Cup? Colorado, right? Exciting stuff. How many of you were following the NBA Finals? Any Golden State Warrior Dynasty fans like me? Just three-pointers all day long, baby. Loved it. Loved it. We love winners. Now, it's interesting that we love winners. You know, I am a big Bison fan. You guys all know NDSU Bison, one of the winningest teams in the history of the NCAA. Just to say their name, you got to call them the nine-time, 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 nine-time national champions in the football and FCS league, right? Is that just me? Just two of us. The horns went up. <laughs> we love winners. We can't get enough of winners. But what happens when our team just doesn't seem to cut it? Any Vikings fans here? You have such high hopes, high hopes at the beginning of the season. They always look good in preseason, don't they? They always get you, they're like Lucy that takes away the football. You get all excited. You're like, oh, this is our year. This is our year. And then about four games in, well, what else is on TV? This season's over. We're quick to just forget about the, lo the losers. We're quick to just push them aside. We don't hear much about the losers. We love winners. So what do we do with Jesus? By all accounts, by our standards, he's a loser. Think about it. Single man in his 30s in a culture where you're married by that time and having kids. He has a small group of disciples and when push comes to shove, they all abandon him. He's harassed by the religious and legal authorities of his day. So much so that he is charged with crimes of blasphemy and sedition and ultimately suffers capital punishment for his crimes. By our standards, this is not a winner. This is a loser. In fact, I will attest to you that Jesus is the biggest loser of all time. How many of you remember a TV show a couple years ago called The Biggest Loser? Remember that show? The goal was, was to lose as much 
mass as you possibly can to, to uh, lose more weight than anyone else in the competition. Well, I am here to tell you that Jesus is the all-time biggest loser of all time and that this is really good news for you and me. This is really good news for you and me. It says, He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree. Now you guys all know Jesus was crucified on a cross. You might say he wasn't crucified on a tree. Well, that's basically what it was. And the Old Testament law says, Cursed is anyone who is hung on a tree. And so Jesus at the cross giving up everything that he has, giving up all that he has, even his life, and does so willingly, it's not taken from him, becomes the ultimate loser by becoming the curse. A curse, not just a curse, but the curse, the curse of death itself for you and for me. That's what he's doing on the cross. He's taking upon himself all of the punishment, all of the retribution, all of the wrath that we deserve as a rebellious humanity against a loving God for your sake. That's why he goes to the cross. That's why he suffers. That's why he dies. He loses. But what does the scripture say? He bore our sins in his body on the tree, becoming the curse. Why? That we might die to sin and live to righteousness. Jesus loses everything so that you would gain everything. That all that separates you from God and your neighbor, all that separates you from, from all that, is, that gives life and meaning in this world, your sin, all those things that separate you from God, that you would die to that. And why do you die to that? Because Christ has taken it upon himself. Remember I said a couple days ago, death is really, there's nothing more you can do. Jesus takes your sin upon himself and becomes literally sin itself, becoming the curse, becoming the biggest loser for your sake so that you don't have to suffer the retribution of such things. By his wounds, it says, you are healed. And you might think, well, that all sounds great, but why would God do that for me? I want to show you one reason why God wants this for you, why Jesus died for you. You are so made in the image of God. You are so right in God's eyes because you are his image bearer. And he's designed you in such a way that every living moment that you have, you're proclaiming his name. I'll show you how this works. You may not even realize it. You don't even have to believe in God. And this is how you're designed. This is how all of creation is designed. I want you to take a big, everybody stand up with me. This might help a little bit. Stand up. Didn't know you'd have to do exercise today. I ate a lot tonight. I got to work it off a little bit. I want you to take a big breath in. Now breathe it out through your mouth. Do it again. Breathe in. Breathe out. Feeling a little lightheaded? One more. Breathe in. Breathe out. Okay, go ahead and have a seat before I fall off all over. Woo. Every breath you take is designed to say God's name. When you breathe in, you know what sound you naturally made? A yah sound. When you breathe out, you know what sound you naturally make? Hway. A hua sound. Y-H-W-H. The God's revealed name in the Old Testament. Whenever you look in the Old Testament, you see all caps for the word Lord or God. 
That's God's revealed name in the Old Testament, Yahweh. You are so designed that every breath you take proclaims his name. So just think about in your daily life, when you're calm and you're peaceful, Yahweh, Yahweh, Yahweh. When you're scared because the neighbor dogs run around the corner, Yahweh, 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 Yahweh. When you're sad and you're mourning, Yahweh. Yahweh. That is why you're so important to God because you are his own and he loves you so much that he will not be satisfied by being separated from you by death by sin, by the power of the devil. And so Jesus comes, not as the great winner that we would want, not as someone marching into the world and saying, hey, knock it off. Shape up. I'm here. Quit goofing around. But by being the greatest loser and going to the real enemies that we have and bringing an end to them, to sin, by taking all of your sin upon himself, by becoming the curse, not just a curse, not suffering a curse, but the curse, the curse of death, for you and dying on the cross. Therefore, dying to death. But death couldn't hold him. That's the good news. Death could not hold Jesus. Jesus gave death a tummy ache because three days later, he is risen. Life and life abundantly is what remains. And therefore, you are dead to sin. So why continue in death? You are free of it. It is dead. It is squashed. It is done with. Yes, in this life, we are what we call simul eustus et peccator. We're at the same time simultaneously sinners in ourselves. In this life, I will not love God with my whole heart and being as I should because I'm constantly tempted by serving someone I like, myself. Being self-celebrating, self-glorifying. And yet, Christ is there calling me back day in and day out. And so we need to hear this promise again and again that it is Christ. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. Righteousness does not happen because of the good things that you do. Righteousness begins by faith alone in Jesus Christ who sets you free to be righteous, who sets you free to be the new creation you're meant to be. Not simultaneously just the sinner, but at the same time a saint, in Jesus Christ, 100% sinner in myself, but 100% saint through faith in Jesus Christ, whose righteousness becomes my own. So that everything that you do through faith is good. Anything you do without faith is not good. You could build a thousand houses with no faith, and it's accounted as sin. But a parent, taking care of a child, grateful to God for the love of Christ and the gift of this child, changing diapers every day, is much greater than any action done without faith. And so here's the thing, even though Jesus may be the biggest loser, he wants you to be big and fat. He wants you to have a big, fat faith. And the reason for that is because 
we have the sinner still hanging around of us, all of us are a little bit of what you might call a, a recovering addict. We know that we're sinners and we're in need of a Savior. And so we need to return to the promise again and again and again. And we got a little touch of dementia because we need to hear it again and again and again. It can't be old. We need, can't live on yesterday's faith. We need a big fat faith today. So the Lord comes to you through means. These means are the word of God proclaimed to you, whether it's through reading it with your own eyes, whether it's from a, a fellow Christian telling you, hey, God loves you. Jesus loves you. Jesus died for you. You're his favorite. Listen to your breath. Yahweh, Yahweh, Yahweh. God sends you preachers by which you can hear the good news again. It's happening to you right now. And that word creates faith that clings to Christ. It's not yesterday's faith. It's not an old faith. It's a fresh faith today. It's getting rid of the sin and living to Christ again this day. Repenting of that sin, tossing it away and living to Christ. We never move beyond that. It's an everyday thing. But he doesn't just stop there because he wants you to have a big fat faith. So he just doesn't give you a promise in your ear. He gives you promises you can taste, touch, smell, and see. That's what baptism is all about, folks. Baptism is not death insurance for babies. It doesn't matter if you're baptized as a baby or at 101 years old. It's faith that clings to the promise of your baptism that matters because baptism is the physical gospel that's actually placed on you. This is how it works. There are going to be days in your life when you think that God doesn't love you or God doesn't care about you. The devil's really good about whispering in our ears and attacking our weakest spots, saying, did God say you think God really loves you? Do you think God really cares about you? Your baptism happened to you. Your head was washed. Your head had the promise that you were marked with the cross of Christ and sealed with the Holy Spirit now and forever. There was an old TV show called um, All in the Family. And there was this guy on there named, I think it was Archie Bunker. Some of the older people may know this. Young folks, just YouTube it. You'll find it. And there's this great scene where Archie takes his grandson into the church and his son-in-law is a prescribed, uh, 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 self-described atheist and doesn't want his grandson baptized. So Archie takes him himself and washes his head in the water in the baptismal font. And when he gets home, his son is irate. He's super mad at him. He's like, Arch, what are you doing? What are you doing going and getting them baptized? I don't believe in that stuff. And Arch said, well, what's the big deal? You were baptized, weren't you? He said, yeah, but I renounced it. I don't believe in that anymore. I renounced it. And Archie said, well, you can renounce your belly button until you're blue in the face. doesn't change the fact that it's there. That's the promise of your baptism. When the devil starts throwing your sins in your face, you throw your baptism in his faith. When he says, God doesn't love you, God doesn't care about you, you can say, yeah, I'm a sinner. What of it? For I am baptized in Jesus Christ. Where he goes, I will go also. So you have the word preached. You have the word proclaimed in the word of God, the Bible. You have brothers and sisters in Christ to build you up. And you have your baptism as a shield against the fiery arrows of the evil one. But that's not enough. God wants you to have a big, fat faith overflowing. And so he gives you the promise of the New Testament. I don't mean the book. I mean his body and his blood. Jesus says, at the Last Supper, this is my body given for you. This is my blood shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins. How do you know? How do you know it's for you? You might be sitting here saying, this all sounds great, preacher. I hear you saying, Jesus gives me forgiveness that he died for me, all this stuff, but you don't know who I am. You don't know what I did. 
Maybe it happens for this person. Maybe it happens for this person. What of it? You cannot deny the word coming to you in the sacrament because it has your name on it. It's for you. It's for you. It's for you. It goes in your mouth. It goes down your throat. It is the bread, his body. It is the wine, his blood. There's no denying it that Christ has shown up in your midst where he promises to be through a little bit of bread and a little bit of wine. And so when the devil's throwing your sins in your face, you can say, I ate the bread. I drank the wine. It is his body given for me. It is his blood shed for me for the forgiveness of all of my sins. You can go to hell because I'm sticking with my Lord. Yes, Jesus Christ is the biggest loser, but by being the biggest loser, you become the biggest winner. Heaven itself becomes yours on account of Jesus Christ. As it says, he himself bore our sins in his body. He bore your sins in his body on the tree, becoming the curse that you might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds, you are healed. Come and receive Christ where he promises to be this day that you may know that he is your Lord and Savior and that all of your sins are forgiven. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Mount Carmel podcast. Please join us in the future as we continue to publish teaching, preaching, and special events from Mount Carmel.